The following Marx Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Brock Armstrong. The Definitive Guide to Resistant Starch A few years back, I briefly covered a throwaway Yahoo article about how carbs will make you lose weight because so many readers had emailed about it. It turned out that the carbs in the article were resistant starch, a type of carbohydrate that our digestive enzymes cannot break down. I'll admit now, with regret, that I didn't look as deeply into the matter as I might have. I didn't dismiss resistant starch, but I did downplay its importance, characterizing it as just another type of prebiotic. Important, but not necessarily so long as you are eating other fermentable fibers. While technically true, we're fast learning that resistant starch may be a special type of prebiotic with a special place in the human diet. Before I go any further, though, a series of hat tips to Richard Nicoli, Tater Tot Tim, and Dr. BG, whose early and ongoing research into the benefits, real-world implications, and clinical applications of resistant starch have proved to be a real asset for the ancestral health community. Oh, and I even hear tell that they're writing a book on the subject. Interesting. In subsequent Dear Mark articles, I've since given resistant starch a closer, more substantial look, and today I'm going to give it the definitive guide treatment. What is resistant starch? When you think about starch, what comes to mind? Glucose, carbs, elevated blood sugar, insulin spikes, glycogen repletion. Basically, we think about starch that we, meaning our host cells, can digest, absorb, and metabolize as glucose, for better or worse. Officially, resistant starch is the sum of starch and products of starch degradation not absorbed in the small intestine of healthy individuals. Instead of being cleaved in twain by our enzymes and absorbed as glucose, resistant starch travels unscathed through the small intestine into the colon, where colonic gut flora metabolize it into short-chain fatty acids. Thus, it's resistant to digestion by the host. There are four types of resistant starch. RS type 1, starch bound by indigestible plant cell walls found in beans, grains, and seeds, resistant starch type 2, starch that is intrinsically indigestible in the raw state due to its high amylose content found in potatoes, bananas, plantains, type 2 RS becomes accessible upon heating. Resistant starch type 3, Retrograde starch, when some starches have been cooked, cooling them, fridge or freezer, changes the structure and makes it more resistant to digestion, found in cooked and cooled potatoes, grains, and beans. Resistant starch type 4, industrial resistant starch, type 4 resistant starch doesn't occur naturally and has been chemically modified, commonly found in high maize resistant starch. It's almost certain that different resistant starch, RS, types have somewhat different effects on our gut flora, but the specifics have yet to been fully elucidated. In general, RS, of any type, acts fairly similarly across the various types. Where do we get it? We can get RS from food. 
The richest food sources are raw potatoes, green bananas, plantains, cooked and cooled potatoes, cooked and cooled rice, parboiled rice, and cooked and cooled legumes. We can get RS from supplementary isolated starch sources. The best sources are raw potato starch, plantain flour, green banana flour, and cassava tapioca starch. Raw, not sprouted mung beans are a good source of RS, so mung bean starch, commonly available in Asian grocers, will probably work too. The most reliable way to get lots of RS fast is with raw potato starch. There are about 8 grams of RS in a tablespoon of the most popular brand, Bob's Red Mill Unmodified Potato Starch. It's also available at Whole Foods. For an exhaustive compendium of RS sources, check out the PDF from Free the Animal. The link to the PDF is available over at MarksDailyApple.com. What does it do for us? Like any other organism, gut bacteria require sustenance. They need to eat, and certain food sources are better than others. In essence, RS is a top-shelf food for your gut bugs. That's the basic, and most important, function of RS. What are the health benefits of consuming RS? What does the research say? Preferentially feeds good bacteria responsible for butyrate production. It even promotes greater butyrate production than other prebiotics, since the resonant gut flora produce the butyrate, and everyone has different levels of the different flora, the degree of butyrate production varies accordingly to the individual. But resistant starch consistently results in lots of butyrate across nearly every subject who consumes it. Butyrate is crucial because it's the prime energy source of our colonic cells, almost as if they were designed for steady exposure to butyrate, and it may be responsible for most of the other RS-related benefits. Improves insulin sensitivity. Sure enough, it improves insulin sensitivity even in people with metabolic syndrome. Improves the integrity and function of the gut. Resistant starch basically increases colonic hypertrophy, making it more robust and improving its functionality. It also inhibits endotoxin from getting into circulation and reduces leaky gut, which could have positive ramifications on allergies and autoimmune conditions. Lowers the blood glucose response to food. One reason some people avoid even minimal amounts of carbohydrate is the blood glucose response. Theirs is too high. Resistant starch lowers the postprandial blood glucose spike. This reduction may also extend to subsequent meals. Reduces fasting blood sugar. This is one of the most commonly mentioned benefits of resistant starch, and the research seems to back it up. Increases satiety. In a recent human study, a large dose of resistant starch increased satiety and decreased subsequent food intake. May preferentially bind to and expel bad bacteria. This is only preliminary, but there's evidence that resistant starch may actually treat small intestinal bacterial overgrowth by flushing the pathogenic bacteria out in the feces. It's also been found to be an effective treatment for cholera when added to the rehydration formula given to patients. The cholera bacteria attach themselves to the RS granules almost immediately for expulsion. Enhances magnesium absorption. 
probably because it improves gut function and integrity. Resistant starch increases dietary magnesium absorption. What do user anecdotes say? Improves body composition. I've heard reports of lowered body fat and increased lean mass after supplementing with or increasing dietary intake of RS. Seeing as how RS consumption promotes increased fat oxidation after meals, this appears to be possible, or even likely. Improves thyroid function. Many RS supplementers have noted increases in body temperature, a rough indicator of thyroid function. Improves sleep, conferring the ability to hold and direct, in real time, private viewings of vivid, movie-esque dreams throughout the night. I've noticed this too, and suspected as something to do with the increased GABA, gamma-aminobutyric acid, from the increased butyrate. Another possibility is that resistant starch is feeding serotonin-producing gut bacteria, and the serotonin is being converted to melatonin when darkness falls. Increases mental calm. Many people report feeling very zen after increasing RS intake. With reductions in anxiety and perceived stress, the latest science indicates that our gut flora can impact our brain and specific probiotics are being explored as anti-anxiety agents, so these reports may very well have some merit. Are there any downsides? For all the success stories, the message boards are also rife with negative reactions to it. They take it maybe too much to start and get gas, bloating, cramping, diarrhea, or constipation, a sense of blockage, headaches, and even heartburn. I think RS supplementation may be a good measuring stick for the health of your gut. Folks with good gut function tend to respond positively, while people with compromised guts respond poorly. The gas, bloating, cramps, and everything else are indicators that your gut needs work. But it's not the fault of resistant starch, per se. What to do if you're one of the unlucky ones? You've got a few options. You could skip it altogether. I think this is unwise, personally, because the role of fermentable fibers, including RS, in the evolution of the human gut biome and immune system has been monumental and, frankly, irreplaceable. There's a lot of potential there, and we'd be remiss to ignore it. You could incorporate probiotics. You need the guys to eat the RS to get the benefits of consuming RS. And sure, you have gut flora. We all do, for the most part, except after colonic sterilization before a colonoscopy or a massive round of antibiotics, maybe. But you don't have the right kinds. Probiotics, especially the soil-based ones, the kind we'd be exposed to if we worked outside, got our hands dirty, and generally lived a human existence closer to that of our ancient ancestors, really seem to mesh with the resistant starch. You should reduce the dose. Some people can jump in with a full 20 to 30 grams of RS and have no issues. Others need to ramp things up more gradually. Start with a teaspoon of your refined RS source, or even half a teaspoon, and get acclimated to that before you increase the dose. You could eat your RS in food form. Potato starch and other supplementary forms of RS are great because they're easy and reliable, but it's also a fairly novel way to consume RS. You might be better off eating half a green banana instead of a tablespoon of potato starch. My experience. 
The first time I tried potato starch, I got a lot of gas. Not the end of the world, and I realize gas is a natural product of fermentation, just unpleasant. It died down after a few days, but it was only after I added in some primal flora probiotic that I started to feel the off-sided benefits. Better sleep, vivid dreams, and more even keel. Now I do potato starch intermittently. I'm very suspicious of eating anything on a daily basis. I tend to cycle foods, supplements, exercises, everything. Gas production goes up every time I restart the potato starch, but not unpleasantly so, and it subsides relatively quickly, especially when I take the probiotics. So there's a learning curve to RS. It's not a cure-all, but neither is anything else. It's merely an important, arguably necessary piece of a very large, very complex puzzle. Resistant starch is vitally important for the gut and thus overall health, but it's not the only thing we need. It's likely that other forms of fermentable fiber, prebiotics, act synergistically with resistant starch. Hey, it's almost like eating actual food with its broad and varied range of bioactive compounds, polyphenols, fibers, resistant starches, vitamins, and minerals tend to have the best effects on our gut biome. <laughs> you can certainly enhance the picture with isolated refined resistant starches and fibers like unmodified potato starch, but they can't replace what our bodies really expect. The food. Let me know what you think, and I hope you find this definitive guide useful. What's your experience been with resistant starch? Good? Bad? Neutral? Let's hear about it over at marksdailyapple.com. Many health experts believe that gut bacteria represents the next breakthrough in optimizing health and immune function. When you nourish healthy intestinal flora with primal eating habits and the high-potency probiotics in primal flora, you protect yourself from the everyday illnesses and compromised digestion that are common in stressful modern life. The unique strains of probiotics in primal flora help you improve digestion and regularity, bolster immune function, and can even assist you with weight loss by optimizing fat metabolism. One daily capsule is all it takes to ensure your body is thriving with billions of healthy gut bacteria so that you can enjoy optimal health 24-7. Order Primal Flora today at PrimalBlueprint.com to take advantage of our risk-free trial.